uh, yeah, I do think that a lot of the market or the sector we were involved in was sort of built on thin air. And our luck ran out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, tour guide from Berlin, though I haven't spent a single day in the past two months thinking about the tank standoff at Checkpoint Charlie, 1961. My guest today is Kevin Deegan, a guy that has been in the business long enough to know that it's not all disco and french fries being a tour guide. Yeah, very little job security is involved, so I wouldn't sort of celebrate it too much as some kind of escapism. And so, naturally, we talk about the nature of our profession, us being freelancers, and how we're going to get through this difficult period. It's all unprecedented for everybody, and uh, very little release, really. I present to you Kevin Deegan. I don't have any stuff at home, you see. I don't have any recording stuff. What do you What do you play? Uh, I play guitar and used to play a bit of bass in a few groups and things. You feel like you're um, you're playing more music nowadays than uh, well, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, I've been a bit wrapped up with sort of just general I don't know anxiety, <laughs> the sort of mayhem that's going on. So. Leisure time is not particularly uh, filled with music at the moment, unfortunately. What 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 is it filled with? When I get the possibility, I just like to walk. I like to get out. So uh, either that, or I sort of meditate quite a lot. Have you been? Um, had you been doing that before? Yeah, I mean, I've got a quite a, an established meditation routine, so it kind of helps me through this. Really, to be frank, you've got a big bit of space where you can just retreat to. Which is important. Do you do it in the in the morning, in the evening? Uh, I do it about a couple of hours a day. So when I get up, it's the first thing I do, maybe 45 minutes or something. And then just gradually through the day, middle of the day, have a, another session and then sort of towards the evening. Uh, but it's been, a, you know, for, like it has for everybody, really. It's been a very strange sort of rupture from a previous kind of way of life or whatever and suddenly it's all gone you know everything's sort of been eradicated that's, that's kind of the feeling i have so just hanging in there being i'm okay you know could you maybe talk a little bit about um how you sort of um discovered or how how you experienced the loss of work maybe from the first time you you noticed something might be up and from the moment you realized that none of it would continue well, it's um, something I was kind of anticipating that eventually this is this may well hit. You know, this outbreak of coronavirus wasn't going to stay isolated for too long. I guess at the back of my mind, there's a feeling anyway that uh, things might have to change somehow in what I'm doing. But it was, um, yeah, a sudden rupture, I guess. It was obviously beyond everybody's control, but what... Um, it also gives you a sense of how fragile a lot of the freelance environment is, you know. These, basically from one moment to the next, you're getting notices that your tours are cancelled or your bookings are no longer valid or whatever. And, um, you know, you've got to renegotiate everything in that moment, you know. Think of how are we going to adapt, how are we going to pay the rent, how are we, how are we going to cover outgoings, you've got your tax returns coming up, all, all those sort of things are swimming around your head. And, uh, you know, from one day to the next, the sense of a connection with other people that you work with is 
severed. So it's kind of, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I would predict it, but I could feel at some point something may well impact on us. And well, it did quite spectacularly, really. I do know that, um, like I, 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 when I, when I became a guide, you were of course already employed. Um, um, I, I actually did one of my, I, I, uh, I shadowed one of your tours trying to figure out, uh, how to do this, how to do this line of work. Um, but I, I also know that in the last couple of years, you have mentioned maybe trying out some other things or maybe, yeah, figuring out if there's a way of combining tour guiding with something else. Is it is this something that you now feel like, oh, this is a great moment of doing or do you feel still very, um, yeah, heavy loss about not being able to do this work in the next while? Uh, well, to be, to be frank, I've been for the last, say, two, two years or so kind of looking for avenues outside guiding to reduce it. Um, previously, I worked more in sort of what you call language services and this kind of thing and teaching that kind of stuff. So I used to generally blend things anyway. Uh, but I was looking to step out of the kind of city guiding, say, and uh, I was looking at other projects like a kind of rural retreat project or rural trekking in Italy or things like this. That was, they, they were some of the ideas that were being fermented. Uh, and well, on the other hand, yeah, I'm kind of taking it as an opportunity to reinvent everything that I do, refocus myself. Uh, we'll have to see where we where we are in a few months, I guess, but uh, I don't see a sort of return to the previous, say, collaborations or the sources of work or whatever. I don't think it will be the same. Everything will be downsized, I reckon, quite, quite spectacularly. So maybe we'll be smaller, more close-knit teams or, you know, I may have to set up new kinds of collaborations with other guides i'm not sure but i think that's probably the way things will pan out do you feel like um now that this has happened that the kind of lifestyle that we had as tour guides and the work that we were doing was kind of a, a luxury thing to have well you know i think needs are relative aren't they to to where we you know the sort of level of life we expect i suppose but um you know it's related to leisure and tourism, I assume, in people's heads. I mean, I often see it as a cross between street education or something like that, because you get all kinds of people coming on tours and you have, you know, different institutions, you know, hire a guide and also people, you know, cruise tours. Or... No, I meant actually more from, um, not, not from, from the from the perspective of the, the tourists. Obviously, it's a luxury to go and, and travel and see the world, but I meant from, from like mm. a guide perspective, like our... Ah, right. situation okay. as guys i heard for example somebody saying um there's i have many i've met many conversations but one of them saying like oh maybe this is a moment that we realized that we were living this sort of fantasy life and this is actually something that is uh, not um yeah how do you say that uh continuable or something uh i would say i wouldn't say being freelance in terms of status would be a luxury it's uh, it's quite demanding it demands a certain character a certain organization but yeah the work that we do how would, how would i try to phrase this it's really in a sense that it does offer a lot of flexibility and it, it it 
it can often feel that it isn't work. It's not, you don't have the demands of targets and productivity and, you know, other pressures like that. So yeah, it's kind of almost escapism from that kind of compulsion in an office context or whatever. Uh, yeah, I do think that a lot of the market or the sector we were involved in was sort of built on thin air and our luck ran out. <laughs> I would kind of maybe echo that sentiment. Again, I guess people attribute meaning to what they do in their own personal way. But, uh, you know, it can be taken in many ways as well, the work we do. But I did have the sense of not constructing anything, not not in the sense of manufacturing, but in the sense of helping something to flourish, something that would be left after me. It's like just kind of living in persona, churning out often very sort of middle brow stuff or to conform with certain people's expectations. So, uh, you know, there's a... I don't know, entertainment, I guess, street entertainment in a sense. Yeah, very little job security is involved, so I wouldn't sort of celebrate it too much as some kind of escapism because uh, it's pretty precarious, to be frank. And I guess most guides have got other creative activities or even work going on that they need to do. What does your immediate um, future look like in the next week or so? What, what is it that you want to do what 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 are you, what are you busy with yeah i mean away from the sort of administrative stuff just trying to get grants you know from the ibb or the kind of the involvement of the job center or whatever uh basically i'm just trying to keep a structure of i don't know just focusing on very simple human factors just like the welfare of my partners probably to be frank, the more of a pressure to me. Uh, I mean, we were able to consult the doctor by telephone and, uh, you know, that's taken a lot of worry away because it's got to a point last week where it was just everything's coinciding, like somebody's not well and you're not sleeping yourself and you've got some silly letters to respond to or, you know, from the job centre or whatever. It just, it's all unprecedented for everybody. And uh, very little release, really, is what I've been finding. But um, just keeping things simple, just trying to get rest, meditate, eat well, get exercise. And just enjoy the hour or two that you get outside the house for your necessary <laughs> trips or whatever shop or whatever you do. Um, just a bit of time in the open space if I can. And that's pretty much, uh, yeah, I mean, I realized that I miss that autonomy, just getting around, moving around, also contact with people in a free sense. You know, it, start, it does start to kind of eat at you. Don't you find yourself calling a lot of people or getting called or like any sort of family members or friends that you now feel like, oh, I, need, I have the need or the time to sort of phone them up? The curious thing is that, yeah, I think there's actually it strengthened a lot of bonds that I've got with people. Um, I've got friends scattered all over places like Spain and Italy, and they're all confined to the houses or, you know, the, the situation there was a lot more acute in the last few weeks. Uh, so I found, yeah, people back in Britain, relatives were getting in touch more. 
sharing things more. Just, I don't know, anecdotes or music or whatever. Just a bit more contact in a more freeform way. And yeah, that, and that's, sort of, that's a positive, I guess. It's, it's something that could be sort of cherished, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a pretty bleak sort of outlook, I think, right now for a lot of people. But but I'm sure that people have got the resources to overcome it as well. So, uh, you know, it's things that we might, yeah, uh, maybe things that we didn't realize, like resources we have that we've not been using that we can tap into again, I think. So just basic, simple communication is something I've noticed is more prevalent and I'm not just conserving my routine or my pressures or my little world you know it's a little bit bigger than it used to be in a sense despite <laughs> in a you know curiously as it's got smaller what is your what does your day look like today just gonna try and chill out today do a bit of tidying and uh chill maybe it's not a lot going on is there really no Great. not really <laughs> and what about yourself how are you gonna fill your yeah, basically what we're trying to do right now, like today I've got two more interviews and then it's editing, lots of editing because now all these interviews need to be well edited and there needs to be a little introduction, a little bit, an outro of it, some music, some, mm, so, I, so yeah. I've, got, I've got plenty, plenty of work to do, plenty of, how do you say, like um, uh, busyness to keep myself from thinking about other things, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, good. That's no, a great endeavor. Very good. It is. Yeah. It is. It is a yeah. It's a good thing to uh, sort of keep myself busy, I guess. Mm. And how are the people in your life and like people that are close to you? Are they keeping okay? Are they getting through this? Yeah, I guess. So it's all. It's interesting, of course, that like me and Georgia were both guides, meaning mm. that we have lots of guides friends, meaning that the experience that we have are um how do you say that emphasized or or like yeah you you see it echoed all over all around you mm. and in in some way that's very comforting because it means that you're not in this by yourself but it also means that you're kind of living in a bubble because for most people actually they're impact impacted by corona and covid but it, they also just have jobs you know most people Mm. Uh, just have a Monday to Friday routine, and maybe they're working from home. But yeah, yeah, I think their 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 mindset is is a different one from I think what we're experiencing. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I mean, people are getting wage cuts, and yeah, all kinds of new conditions are brought in, like thing called furloughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know, deferring wages and all that kind of stuff. So you know, it's kind of disrupting a lot of people's routines i think well, definitely is yeah but overall they're, they're doing well like i've got lots of musicians friends as well and they um yeah are also of course particularly hit hard but they seem to have managed so far family's doing well they're healthy um yeah no i'm i i can't say that it's it all feels very chaotic and sort of existential but if if i really look close in my immediate environment i think everybody's faring okay um to some extent yeah i think yeah i think i'd echo that and that's very similar to how we've been coping or what's been going on with us uh you know physically we're fine 
health-wise, I think, on the whole, you know. So just got to be grateful for that, I guess. Uh, I guess another way of dealing with it is, like I say, was kind of imagining everything's beginning from nothing. That's like we're, as if you just arrived in Berlin, you got no sort of past, as it were. And, uh, well, yeah, it's kind of. So, you know, if I've just got here, I'm looking for work, I'm looking for new outlets, whatever. We'll see what see new corporations, we'll see where it takes us, really. That's it, I guess. The future is open to reinvention. I don't know. <laughs> Let's be positive. I want to, yeah, thank you so much for chatting to me, Kevin. Really appreciate you you taking the time and uh, energy to sort of like, yeah, speak your mind. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's good to have some contacts and a bit of outlet, yeah. Well, Kevin, um, thank you so much. Take care and uh, we'll speak soon, all right? Yeah, good stuff. Take care, man. All right, man. Take care. Kevin Deegan, everybody, speaking on the fragility of our profession. I spoke with Kevin on April 13th, uh, already a little while ago, and I think he's in a much better place at the moment, much like myself, to be honest. I still find myself going back and forward between being rather optimistic about the future to feeling rather dark and negative about it all. And when I go to this dark side of things, I try to tell myself that this crisis is way bigger than any of us can handle individually, that we need to figure a way to just ride it out, maybe for a year or so. So I'm trying to not make any elaborate plans for in the future, but just try to do what needs to be done on a day-to-day, -day, on a week-by-week -week basis. Uh, try to take comfort in the fact that that is okay, to not really think too much about the future, and just try to regularly call my friends and family, try and pay my rent, and do my best not to pass on the virus to anybody else. I mean, that's really it. I hope all of you are all doing okay. It can be really challenging from time to time, but I feel that not putting too much pressure on ourselves is a big part of coping and handling the situation at the moment. Listeners of The Low Season, I hope you find these conversations useful. If you do, let me know. I love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook, or of course, send me an email at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by Sergio Membrias. Giorgio Riungu is putting the social back in media. And tomorrow we're back with somebody that is about to put a baby into this world very, very soon. <laughs> no, I didn't plan for that. You know, you think about like all the things that can happen in pregnancy, things that can go wrong. But for some reason, I didn't put pandemic on my list. Speak soon, my friends. But I did have the sense of not constructing anything. Not not in the sense of manufacturing, but in the sense of helping something to flourish, something that would be left after me. <laughs>